Welcome to Married at the Movies, a podcast where married couples share their often vastly different views on movies. In this episode, we discuss the film One Night in Miami, the first of the movies we plan to showcase during Black History Month in order to better celebrate Black filmmakers. Uh, One Night in Miami is a, a 2020 film. It is based on a stage play written by Kemp Powers. It is directed by Regina King. And as the title suggests, it takes place one night in Miami with four um, very historic black figures. Uh, Kingsley Benadir plays Malcolm X. Uh, Eli Goray is Cassius Clay, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali. Aldous Hodge is Jim Brown. And Leslie Odom Jr. plays Sam Cooke. Um, and we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Um, we're not going to have a spoiler section for this movie um, it's history. Yeah, I don't think we're really going to spoil much of the movie. Uh, so if that bothers you, maybe you want to watch the movie before, but we're not going to give you any sort of spoiler warning in this. Uh, so Sean, let's start with you. Uh, what, what did you think about this movie? Yeah. Uh, as you said, this is, you know, kind of a fictionalized version of one night's events involving four of the most prominent figures. And, in that sense, it's like really, it's a really great window into the personalities of those figures. Mm-hmm. Now, the one glaring thing to me that was obvious from the beginning of this is that I am woefully uneducated on the actual like minutia and details of the stories of these characters. Like I know yes. the like glancing periphery, like one paragraph summaries of them and mm-hmm. you know what they meant to the movement and you know to civil rights in general yes but the specifics and and things like that like wow i am just uh, like going in woefully blank slate yeah i was kind of um about halfway through i was like wow yeah i don't know a lot about this and then i was also thinking like well if this movie's trying to raise raise awareness they're not really giving me enough information but then Later in the movie, it's you. You get it later yeah. in the See, movie. I, I think they did mm-hmm. a, a good job. There's four kind of, um, you know, uh, solo scenes at the beginning of the movie that kind of set up the context of mm-hmm. each individual's coming to, coming into this night. You mm-hmm. know, and I thought those were were good enough. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I I didn't feel like I was missing it in terms of. I'm going to need to know this in order to digest and figure out what happens in the rest of this film. Yes. It was just me personally being like, wow, I need to know more because I don't know anything. Well, and I think too, it's that, I mean, Malcolm X, you know, I had a good understanding going into it, you know, what he was and, you know, the nation of Islam and, and obviously that, you know, he's assassinated. Um, It was really more, the other three characters that it was like, oh, they're a, a boxer, a football player, and a musician. Like, and they were good at what they did. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't, um, and, you know, like, I knew Sam Cooke's song was, you know, a big deal, but I didn't, I didn't think of them as anything other than, like, their element of their, their talent. Yeah. I guess I right. should say. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jim Brown, don't... especially, I'm like, I, he was a football player. Yeah, you don't know mm-hmm. anything about the man. Exactly. Going into the mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, like I said, they, they do a good job of kind of table setting for you in mm-hmm. those four 
scenes. And then when they come together, you have, you know, a, a very slight idea of what perspective they're kind of bringing mm-hmm. to the table. But when they start to get into it, things mm-hmm. get so incredibly, like, well done that you in full, you know, um, let's call it bass relief or whatever the term is. It's just escaping me right mm-hmm. now. Like, you you get the essence of their character and Mm -hmm. their point of view. And I can't speak to whether or not that's actually representative of the person, like the historical accuracy of it. Mm -hmm. So I'll take the movie completely at face value, you know, considering that research I'm sure was done before the play. Sure. You know, so I, I take everything at face value. Um, But just the, the writing in this Mm -hmm. film, is so good and this this like i was sitting there and i was kind of like this is um to like coin a phrase like sorkinian like the, the dialogue was very the dialogue had and, it was well not fast it wasn't though no it had like, but it had a melody to mm-hmm. it you know and there was just there's so much rich texture in what they're saying mm-hmm. beyond just the words and the surface level sure. of, of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, it blew me away, just the dialogue. And I mean, because that's kind of all there is. Well, to I was going right? to say, it has to be because, yes. you know, what, 90% of the movie takes place in a hotel room. Right. You know, so it's maybe 85. It, I'll, I'll, most uh, of the a, movie. A good portion, yes. You know, takes place in a hotel room. So. Yeah. I mean, towards the beginning, I was like, oh, this, this is, they're just going to be sitting in this hotel room. Like, how mm-hmm. is this going to keep my interest? Yeah. You know, and then it very quickly did. <laughs> yes. And as we've said before, you know, I was worried that, it, that it, this would just feel like you pointed a, a camera at a play. You yes. Know, and just let them run through it, move the camera over three feet, mm-hmm. let them run through it again. This does didn't, not feel no, like that. Didn't this feel like feels that at all. like a film. Yes. It very much feels like a film. And Regina King does a great job at directing yeah, it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, it is so well shot and it's not like there's no like visual flourishes that like would get in the way or anything like that like this is it's a film about heavy issues and about you know the best way to you know deal with things Mm -hmm. essentially and to kind of put a visual spin on that i feel like would do a disservice to the message yeah there were like no the only time there was a a cutaway it was so well done yeah. with the sam cook scene in boston like mm-hmm. otherwise there you know there weren't these like oh i'm struggling to do this or whatever and it's like cut away to their wives and children doing this like it right, was yeah. all um just like in the moment yeah and you could really sense the tension yeah. of it. i wrote down to one of my notes it was also kind of interesting to see the their faults Mm-hmm. And at times, some of the characters, I was like, oh, he's being a total jerk. Yeah. And, but you kind of hold these figures in high regard, mm-hmm. you know, in history. Absolutely, so, yeah. so to see them and be like, no, oh, I guess they are allowed to have moments of being kind of jerks to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that it's like weird. Like you think about like, uh, as, like Harriet Tubman, and yes. historic, you, you don't really think about like, Oh, maybe she was a jerk sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You because they were so important that you kind of hold them on a pedestal. Right. Um, right. They they're humans yes. after all. And I think that touches on for me what the 
greatest strength of the film is and that is it doesn't suppose or influence you to believe that one single person is right yes or that one single person is you know actually the point of view of the film Mm -hmm. like there are multiple points of view on multiple you know different topics held by the same character Mm -hmm. and they're all just presented yes like this this film doesn't set out to give you the answers to any of the questions it raises no because i think films that do that are usually bad films yes (laughs) they're usually either really heavy-handed or preachy or just you know get in the way of a narrative yeah or the or the message is like so obvious and in your face right and then it just feels like cheesy and Mm -hmm. that you're being treated as stupid yeah this is more like um kind of a a class like almost like like a professor standing in front of a class and being like this person felt this way Mm -hmm. and had this philosophy about the best way to bring change in the world that they were living another this person used this strategy Mm -hmm. And it just presents it like that. And it doesn't treat you as someone who's not able to decipher for themselves whether you think this, you know, column A mm-hmm. works and column C is too drastic or vice versa yes. or anything like that. And I, I just think it's handled so incredibly well mm-hmm. and nuanced. And it's just, uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's this, one of this, the, this the first great. notes that I wrote down is that. It's this, like, inside. <laughs> okay. What was that? It's just my breathing. Okay. <laughs> Monica has asthma. I do. Everybody. So. That was a little cute little noise. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting take on who is doing most for the black cause. Right. And it was from, but from the perspective of other blacks Mm -hmm. so like that was a new way for me to look at it like like you were saying where a professor is presenting you information and you know you can kind of decide on your own it was interesting to see like they amongst themselves are trying to decide who is yeah you know who has the most power or who's not doing enough Mm -hmm. or who's you know and then which leads me to the other point that's so interesting is I think it's unfortunate that when black people are in the spotlight, they're representing other black people. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. when I do something, I'm just representing myself and I'm not representing my race. I'm not representing being Italian. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. that most I'm representing maybe teachers. Yeah. If, you or know, women. if I, yeah, if I do something bad, the news is going to be like, she's a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's it but that's not a a burden to carry so it's very interesting to think like okay you are in power right now and you are black so it's your responsibility to do something Mm -hmm. and that's really sad that you know like that's how that's how people have to live and have to constantly represent themselves um you know in that way and if and if they do something wrong it's like it's more wrong yeah. to other like maybe to people in the black community yeah, like what, what were you thinking to... you're representing us yes and you let us down mm-hmm. and that's you know that 
is very interesting that, you know, white musicians during that time, Bob Dylan, like, is, is brought up in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's not there, you know, to represent white people. Right. He yeah, was actually trying just... to bring to light other yeah. people's, um, you know, struggles. Yeah. So it's just such an interesting uh, look at how, um, and even you think that movie is like almost 80 years ago, but how that's still true now. Yeah. And how it's still, you know, oh. 60 years ago. No. Oh, would I say 80? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 60. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> 60 like, years oh. ago. <laughs> no, 60 years ago. Yeah. Um, and even like, you know, like Kamala. Oh, she's a woman, black, Asian, you know, mm-hmm. South Asian. Like, she's representing all of those people yeah. when any other yeah. president or vice president before her is just a white dude and right. wasn't yeah, and representative. Yeah, cared what they did, let alone can remember half of the names of the vice presidents throughout and, history. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like she's going to be in the spotlight even more because of mm-hmm. what she brings with her. And yeah. I think it it's just sort of an enlightening moment. I mean, I will never know what that feels like, but it's interesting to yes. sort of look at and be like, to understand maybe, mm-hmm. you know, the the extra struggle yeah. um, to do that. And they, uh, Regina King, or if it's Kemp Powers, or both of them together, just you felt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Their tension was not who's like the most famous or most successful or who has the most money. Mm-hmm. It's who's doing the right thing mm-hmm. to, yeah. you know, to move the, the movement. And along those lines, it's funny because I found myself thinking about a lot of the same themes that we touched on last episode when we talked about in and of itself mm-hmm. and who gets to define you, mm-hmm. how you define yourself and what that definition really kind of means to other people who don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that kind of inner struggle with constantly defining yourself by one thing yes and some people don't even get to choose that one thing. no because being black is what people see right. right away yeah and that's already a main identifier right where being white is is not right so you have more of a chance to you have more time to show people who you are mm-hmm. i guess or show them what you want to show them Yes. Whereas yeah, someone who is black can't hide the fact yeah, yeah. that they're... That's a good point. Yeah. Themes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought yeah. this movie would be related to in and of itself? <laughs> right. A magic show. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, speaking again, of... Again, it's not a magic show. Yeah. Like, yeah. But speaking of um, magic... Oh, unless you wanted to say... I was going to talk about the acting. But if you wanted to talk more... No, okay. I just wanted to, in more broad terms, just talk about how the film really struck a chord still today and mm-hmm. about how unfortunately horrible mm-hmm. it is that that it didn't feel dated yes. beyond costuming i was thinking the same thing and that and is, the cars <laughs> yeah and the cars <laughs> yeah. yeah and music mm-hmm. but other than that it's just it's so powerful to still you know uh, I don't know. It's just, it's still well, it's so un- It's unfortunate that it yes. is still, you know, you're, you're looking at this movie and like the use of the N word in it. And, and you're like, Oh, I can't believe that's how people used to be then. And then you're like, wait, um, people are still that way. Yeah. And 
Um, it was a, I really enjoyed the scene where, um, was it, was it Jim Brown or was it, uh, Muhammad Ali that was talking about how, I think it was Jim Brown, how he almost has more respect for people that are hateful towards him and to to say it than white people that pretend that think that they deserve accolades for being nice yeah. to someone who is black. Do you black. expect a dog to kick you a medal for not kicking him yeah. that day? Like, that was, that's just, yeah. uh, again, the dialogue just is and so good. That's an interesting take, too. And something that made me even think, like, do I do, like, do I feel that way? Yeah. Like, it's, it kind of gave me a moment to yeah. just kind of think about how I might be perceived. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of those like pause for self-reflection mm-hmm. type moments in here. And yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's so I, I, subtle is the wrong word, but deft, I guess yeah, at, it's, at striking these themes, but not in, not in your face though. Right. But you don't have to work too hard to get them either. You don't have to work at all. Yeah. I think. It, but, but it's still it, not, it's not like, a, yeah. In your face, and maybe it's because it's not. Um, I think kind of like you were saying in the beginning, where this isn't a movie like Marshall or a movie, you know, like Loving, where there's one specific like aspect of the cause. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're fighting for this court case, or right. we're fighting yes. for the, you know, Selma. We're going to, you know, have this demonstration where this was so like broad. Mm-hmm. That there was not, like, you didn't know what the uh, end result, well, there was no end result. It's not like, well, yeah. yay, you know, the court is going to rule in their favor. Woohoo, mm-hmm. a You're win. You're not waiting for that, <laughs> yeah. that critical moment. Yeah. Because there, there is none. It's a struggle and it's a movement. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I want to, I don't want to be misconstrued about, like, oh, thank God it, it didn't, like, put its message, like, out there. Oh, front. no, yeah. I think it's more about how it treats the audience as an intelligent, thinking, critical per- critical mm-hmm. thinking person mm-hmm. that can decipher and make up their own mind about things mm-hmm. and not in that I need to tell you this right now mm-hmm. and this is what I'm saying, this is all that I'm saying and I'm going to say it eight times in eight different ways through nine different mm-hmm. characters, you know. Um, and I think yeah. in doing that, it it does a good job of um, appealing, a strong appeal, but probably a different appeal to um, a black person and a white person watching it. Sure. You know, so like we, we talked about how it makes us, you know, take a look at some different things, but um, like I can't speak for what it would be like for a black person to watch it, but I'm assuming it, it's going to be more you know about their experiences with that or um when uh when jim brown has his little talk with malcolm x i thought it was beautiful um about um dark skin versus light skin yeah and malcolm x is very light skinned so he's uh jim brown is saying like are you trying to prove yourself to white people or are you trying to prove that you're black enough for black people and like that's something really interesting um as well Mm -hmm. so it's it's like it it's not a movie that's like this is meant to educate white people about black history mm-hmm. you know that it it's sort of accessible to everyone yeah. i think yeah it does an incredible amount of work without even like it, it seems effortless absolutely to the film. Uh, like and so i don't want to 
go down this tangent too far. <laughs> but this was written by Kemp Powers, mm-hmm. who was a writer and co-director of Soul. Yes. And I still kind of really wish he was the sole director yeah. of Soul. <laughs> because he's capable of this. Yeah. And I feel like this was like... I. I don't know. I, I wanted this version of Kemp Powers. In Seoul. In Seoul. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like it somewhere got diluted. Or like, what, or... Did, when, what didn't they let him do? Or like... Yeah, and I don't even know if it's like that or if, you know, it was just a different story to tell. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's an authenticity problem with Seoul. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely not in this. No, not at all. You know, this, this feels... And you know, maybe mm-hmm. I'm not even one who's qualified to speak to its authenticity, but it, it felt more, you know, like real. Yes. Than the characters did in, in Soul some, yeah. at well, some points. And I think that is due to probably a good time to talk now about the acting. Yes. Um, I think that drives it home. I think all four of them should be nominated. <laughs> yeah. For. I mean, best supporting actor. Well, that's. Are well, that's, they supporting I, or are they lead? I, I feel like you would argue that Malcolm X is probably the lead, lead role. Yeah. It yeah. does. While it He's sort of driving. It's not you know, his point this. of view, but I, no. be, I believe he is the focus. And if you even look at, if you were to look at like the number of lines and scenes, like, you know, he's, he does, he's yeah. in there the most um yeah so i think that's fair yeah kingsley benadir i mean he was fantastic he was yes. um like it i mean there's nothing else really to say then <laughs> yeah uh, they all were leslie odom jr um you know you see him on the stage you know you're like okay yeah he's good he's got great chops mm-hmm. but then to see him in this role was like oh he's actually he's more than yeah. It's like a guy from Hamilton. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you basically know him from Hamilton, and I believe he did one other, like, small role, and then uh, the voice from Central Park, but, you know, that's, he's literally Just being a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Oh, he murdered on the Orient Express. Was that's, the, yeah, yeah, he was in that, which was horribly disappointing. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that wasn't his, not, not no, his fault. not at all his fault. Mm. Just, I, I don't know if I like Agatha Christie. Yeah. Um, I mean, in his yeah. voice, um, the final scene with him singing Change is Gonna Come and, like, yeah. the montage, like, over that Ooh. was very, very powerful. And, and his voice, I mean, his voice alone is amazing, but then, mm-hmm. you know, the lyrics and everything that was happening. Yeah. Um, but I think it was so riveting, mainly due to, or a large part due to the acting. Yeah. And just four guys in a room. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, I mean, it's not a spoiler, but it is the final shot of the film. I feel like was incredibly well acted because mm-hmm. it's not, it's um, Malcolm X watching that Sam Cooke performance mm-hmm. on Johnny Carson. Yeah. And he, he doesn't do anything really. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that. Like final, like actor take, uh-huh. you know, like the, yeah like, like the exhale and like the, looking off to the no, side actually, and <laughs> like he looks down and you can tell he's internalizing mm-hmm. like nothing he's doing is for the watcher at that point he yeah. is just being and it is so good yeah so good yeah i mean they definitely seem to take um i was looking up like pictures um of the you know historical figures like, sure. trying to get refresh my memory 
And they like, did a really good job of making these people look like mm. um, the, the figures as well. Um, and they just really encompassed them. And um, like I, I kind of compare, I know you didn't see it, but I saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom mm-hmm. in a I similar, plan to watch that. similar like kind of just taking place in one room and like people again based you know, on a play. Yes, yes, like you know sitting around and talking. I think this was miles better. Yeah. Than. You know, than that. And I know the story is, is very different, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's the acting or if it's the writing or if it's both. It's probably more the writing. Um, but this had me much more enthralled. Wow. Shots fired at uh, August Wilson. Well, I mean, no, no. <laughs> just, he doesn't write movies. He writes plays. Okay. Um, I'm just saying that this had me much more enthralled yeah. than Ma Rainey's. Even, you know, it's similar in its um format mm-hmm. um and i think it was due to just all four of them being fantastic yeah um uh aldous hodge uh, as jim brown really kind of uh surprised me i guess because i hadn't seen him in like a super deep role no like, he, like was silly in hidden, and... he was in hidden figures and he's good and like that's a drama but mm-hmm. he doesn't have a lot to do in that. No, he's, and he's secondary. Yeah. He's kind of there to be like the really hot guy mm-hmm. and like a supportive, you know, Agreed. figure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the only other thing um, I can remember seeing him in is um, What Men Want, the, <laughs> the remake of What Women Want. And um, he's like really funny in that. But yeah. I think I even remember like saying to you as like we were driving home like he did a lot of eyebrow acting like yeah. a lot of kind of like sitcom for big for camera yeah acting absolutely in that, which served the movie well mm-hmm. but you know like i didn't coming into this like think he was capable of the nuanced performance that he gave absolutely and i think one of my favorite scenes you touched on was the one with just jim brown and malcolm x at the table yeah. is just it's so much like let's stop beating around the bush like let's mm-hmm. like get stuff out in the open mm-hmm. and like really that like the solo scenes with like any of the two characters yeah i was gonna say the really really like hit yeah the hit one hard. with um uh with muhammad ali and sam cook in the car mm-hmm. um where uh muhammad ali is talking about how like black power is economic or i'm sorry that freedom mm-hmm. to to black people is economic freedom yeah and telling sam cook like you have that mm-hmm. and like sort of like what are you going to do with that with that power mm-hmm. um and i think that's interesting and something that is still very relevant today that like disproportion of wealth yeah, and yeah. you know so many things that it's like the freedom still isn't there because the access to wealth isn't equal right and made right. available yeah so that was that was interesting as well i thought yeah you know. there are so many like well-raised points here that you can you know you can just go through and dissect and like mm-hmm. debate with you know friends and colleagues about you know what is you know the right point of view mm-hmm. and you don't never really get to an answer no. but like it i think like 
this raises the level of discourse around like film and around absolutely you know this it would have been as great as these four gentlemen are it would have been amazing to see live there's just a play there's just something about you know being that close to the actual human as they're delivering these performances Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you know it was very popular and very acclaimed so i'm sure the level of performance was as good if not you know better yeah sure and just it would have been again much like (laughs) in and of itself Mm -hmm. would have been really something to see i agree yeah absolutely i think this is a good movie to to um sit with yourself on too yeah like it's not necessarily a movie you like have to watch with the family or something like that it's a good um like you need to sit and think about things yeah (laughs) kind of movie yeah yeah Um, definitely um you know give it your full attention this isn't a background film oh no 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 Um, not at all if only just to pay attention to how wonderful the dialogue like Mm -hmm. the interplay of just the words and each each actor brought like a great level of humanity to the character like yes it wasn't just points of view being delivered through images that look like the historical figure you know it was like the um all the like camera stuff with malcolm when he's being like yeah like they're being like like a a jerk to him yeah yeah exactly and the just the kind of like guitar noodling like that nervous like Mm -hmm. kind of energy that sam cook had and just i mean muhammad ali just being so he's like so full of himself (laughs) well yeah i mean he's kind of and i don't i never saw ali with will smith and whatever but i've i've heard many reviewers say that this is such a better portrayal of you know ali as like a character Mm -hmm. and just well he's like young he's super young and is super famous and it makes sense that he would be cocky like he is and he he feels like the little brother of Mm -hmm. the group kind of but yeah you know he still has those moments of like really cogent like points and Mm -hmm. and things like that and just yeah um it is interesting like you were saying the um like you know whose point of view is is right or wrong where i found myself going back and forth like is malcolm x taking advantage of this young kid Mm. and you know for for the cause you know for what he wants to do yeah then he's like oh but then he kind of redeemed himself but then i was still kind of thinking like i don't know he's I feel like maybe he might be taking advantage of this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and there's like they're humanized, like you were saying before. Yeah. It, like it wasn't like I was watching a documentary about Malcolm X. It was like I'm watching about this guy and his friends. Oh, they all also happen to be famous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that it was you know they're more um, accessible. Right, I, I guess is is the term. Yeah. Um, and I thought um, I was really kind of sad, too, when um, Malcolm X, how paranoid he was with, you know, the bodyguards and mm-hmm. looking at the window and these people. And he's like always sort of like on edge. Yeah. Um, I thought that, unfortunately, is something that is very true for people. You don't have to be famous, but with all the yeah. craziness going on in our world right now, like how people of color might have that feeling all the time yeah with absolutely. two people standing on a corner and you know they're oh no what are they what are they looking at are they looking at me like and feeling threatened and, and paranoid 
um, that was an interesting, like it, it wasn't needed for the main storyline. I, I guess besides hinting at the fact that he's eventually assassinated, but everybody, yeah. you watch this movie, you know he's going to be assassinated. So, right. like, yeah. Um, I, I wonder if that was the point or just, you know, uh, on top of all this fighting for a cause, they, this level of paranoia that, you know, they're in danger. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting as well. Yeah. Huh. And I thought the the scene at the end during the, you know, the change will come mm-hmm. montage where um, Ali, who is now Ali, mm-hmm. turns and looks at the empty seat yeah there. like that was like a really and then right next to it is um i believe his character's name was kemba x uh the, kareem the, x kareem x yes. yes um and he's like right next to it and you can mm-hmm. kind of like he, it kind of paints the picture that like he's pulling the strings and that's why that chair is empty yeah and just yeah there's a really like foreboding sense and he's kind of like a great actor to pick for that role absolutely because um you know my first experience with the actor um was from lost lance reddick lance reddick yes Mm -hmm. ah thank you Mm -hmm. um and in lost he plays that like really kind of like creepy foreboding dude that kind of shows up and you're like is this guy a good guy yeah like either way i think he can like mess people up you know Mm -hmm. like so yeah that that was great casting i thought it was excellent everything was casted fantastically yeah and even the the other um the other like bodyguard oh jamal um, yes his name was yeah and he was like so he was so cute yeah like yeah (laughs) um yeah it was just like everybody nobody felt like a character that was there for one specific reason. Yeah, everybody was there as part of the... Yeah, played an important role in the story in some way. Yeah. I agree. Not even played an important role, just um, had, like, a point of view and had, like, a fully realized thing. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just, like, comic relief, you know? And it wasn't just Mm -hmm. the bad guy. Yeah. Or, like, just the wife, you know? Like, you kind of see... Mm-hmm. her struggle through yeah. you know through it as well yeah um yeah that's a good point yeah uh so do we want to move into our ratings for this have well you... i was gonna ask um oh. i have a small one but did you have any criticisms of the film oh um well i said in the the beginning i was like oh they don't give enough background knowledge but that was sort of probably my own problem and then yeah. they also um described it later you know, to help my my only criticism is kind of silly, but like, what were they actually doing? Like, they were wanted to go out to party, but they didn't. So it was like, was it Malcolm X was trying to keep them there to talk about the the cause, mm. or like, because they were kind of always joking, like, "Woo, we're gonna party," and they're like, "Oh, this party's lame." They're like, "Why didn't they leave?" Like, what was keeping the four of them there Yeah, together? I think it was just, you know, their friendship to each other and <laughs> yeah, their, their relationship. Know. And, yeah. That was that yeah. was my only criticism. I was like, well, if they're bored, why don't they just leave? Or, like, wait, yeah, are, like are could, they going to go, go party? Wants, but, or, yeah. like, what? Why? Yeah, I, I think it was, I mean, if you take into account, you know, they are four very prominent people, but they're also very busy and very, like, 
disparate lives, mm-hmm. you know. So Jim Brown's always playing, you know, he's on the road, yeah, road games, and Ali is fighting. Yeah, but he out. just won. He's the heavyweight champion, right? But I'm saying, like... I'm saying that's why that when they are together in the same place, okay. that they do feel stay drawn together. to each other, and you know, would stay in that room. Okay, and I, I think that's enough. To be like, okay, that yeah. makes sense. That was, there yeah. were just some points where I was like, wait, why don't they just leave? <laughs> yeah. My, what about you? My criticism, and it's small and it, you know, doesn't, it, it didn't break the film for mm-hmm. me, um, was I felt the score was really distracting in some scenes. Like, it um, was, I don't know if it was the mix, like it was too loud, but there were some scenes I didn't really where notice. it was like, it was borderlining on like, dramatic underscore Hmm. you know and i just i I thought it detracted a bit from the musicality of the dialogue and you know what was being said because in the background i'm hearing like i I can't even remember what it was i think it was a horn but well yeah i didn't even notice it at all yeah i just it felt very much like Honestly, well, it kind of felt like a play, like how you have just music. Oh, just like the like orchestra, soft, like, yeah. like a music underscore of a scene. Hmm. And to me, it felt out of place for the film. Okay. Maybe, yeah, I didn't, because I mean, the, the dialogue was so interesting that I didn't even notice. Yeah. Like music going on behind it. Yeah. So it was a good point. I just, I didn't. That's fine. Like, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Sometimes we disagree. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, it's just that I didn't even, like, notice it, so yeah. uh, it's interesting. Speaking of that, I feel like we might need to change our intro. Yeah, we have lately have been agreeing a lot. Yeah, I think maybe we just change it to sometimes have wildly yes. different views on film. Yeah, often, sometimes, or yeah. uh, where one of them just needs to explain the other, the length of each the other person. <laughs> Only involving time travel. Only time, he has time travel yeah. movies. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah. On that note, yes, let us move on to our ratings yes. of the film. So, Monica, what did you rate I, this I think film? we might have the same rating. Yeah. I do. Um, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, I guess the art criticism was very little. Yeah. Um, it is directed well. It's written well. It's acted well. It's, I mean, it. I wouldn't even call it a slow burn. No. It's just, it's not like you know, jam-packed with, like, action or yeah. it's, you know, but it manages to be very interesting oh, absolutely. and not do very much, mm-hmm. like, as far as, like, what the actors yeah. and characters are doing. They're just sitting in a room. Right. Um, yeah. But it was very, like, I would equate it a little bit to, like, 12 Angry Men, like, sure. where it's just the people in there and getting to know them and just the, the dialogue and just makes it... Mm-hmm. Not 20, 12 Angry Men has like a very clear like climax and you know yeah. thing. And there's a yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. more of a like you know um there's like something immediately they're working towards. At stake. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um but I don't like I can't think of anything else to yeah. like say is bad about it. Mm-hmm. So and I didn't have to think that hard about it. When the movie was over, I was like that's a 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's unless like, Sean points out something to me that glaring yeah, that I've missed in this. Glass shattered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how I met your mother style. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That it's going to be a 10. No, yeah, it's a 10. I mean, the score did bother me, um, but not enough to dock at a full point mm-hmm. for it. Um, yeah, it's it's important 
it's incredibly intelligent and what's more important it treats you like you're intelligent intelligent and yeah the even if we discover that we're not and we didn't know a lot of the things about these people (laughs) well yeah but i don't even mean intelligent in that i just mean mean, capable of uh you know, original and critical thought. Yes. <laughs> you know, which a lot of movies don't give you credit no. for. Um, or, you know, in in the case of Tenet, like, give you way too much credit for. <laughs> I think, give me a break. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, there's, there's nothing really to say about this movie that would warrant any score less than a 10. No, and I think it was just long enough. Yes. It clocks in at just under two hours, but, like, I didn't... I didn't feel bored. Oh, it's just under two. Okay. I yeah. I don't know why um, I thought I had it in my head that it was only like 90 some minutes. Oh. And if it was only 90 minutes, I think it felt a little long, but mm-hmm. it felt like just under two hours. Yeah. So, it, yeah. And I think that's maybe because it, it wasn't totally in real time, but like, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of feeling the, the length and the tension build, but yeah. I, I wasn't like... As it got towards the very end, I was like, oh, I wonder how much longer is left in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, ended. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's now. It's yeah. done. Yeah. So that's always a good sign, too, when they when they get the length of the movie just right. Because mm-hmm. um, I often dock points for something being way too long or way too short. Yeah, and it's fair. <laughs> and it seems a lot of films these days are, are about 20 minutes longer than they need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, or in the case of Wonder Woman, an hour longer than ugh. it needs to be. <laughs> hour Two and a half hours. longer. Two, how long Two, was the movie? Yeah, That's how it was yeah. that bad. <laughs> I promise there's going to be an episode in the future at which I don't mention you know, Wonder Woman. Shit on Wonder Woman, but... <laughs> I don't know. But it's pretty far off because I'm still, still mad about it. The pain is still there. It still stings. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so highly recommend. Go I think watch it right now. It's, everyone should watch it's it. It's included on Amazon Prime Video. If you subscribe to that, and mm-hmm. um, otherwise, I think it's like six dollars rental. It's well worth it, absolutely even three times that much. Go, go watch it right now. <laughs> stop listening. Yeah, seriously, listening. stop. What are you doing? Yes. What are you doing? We're done. We're just gonna say email us. <laughs> married and moves. Married movies podcast at gmail yeah. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, mm-hmm. etc. Follow us on Instagram, and we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Yep. Uh, SoundCloud also. Yep. Yes. Awesome. For you uh, web browser listeners. Yeah. So that's going to do it. Um, as I said in the beginning, we're going to be taking a look um, this month, uh, sort of highlighting um, black filmmakers uh, to do our small part to maybe, you know, shed some light on some of the great filmmaking out there that might go unnoticed. Yeah. And honestly, to educate ourselves Absolutely. as well. You know, there's, you know, um, I'm sure there's a world out there of fantastic films that we just aren't presented with in the mainstream mm-hmm. sense so please uh give us all any and all recommendations that you yes have. um very yeah. much great uh so i think that is gonna do it for uh this episode of married, married at, at the, the movies, movies.